Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. You know, this week, of course, was a special week. Uh, we celebrated Veterans Day this, this past, uh, I think it was Wednesday, at the, the 11th day of November always. And, and our congregation has many, many veterans. Uh, and, and, and for just a moment, I, I would like to ask uh, any veterans of our armed forces of the United States or that of our allies to please stand right now. We just want to give you a hand. Any, any veterans here today? Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much to our veterans. We sure appreciate you as you uh, faithfully served our country. And uh, I know we've, we've got a lot of wonderful veterans here, Beth. That was a lot. And, and for those of you who are watching, if you're a veteran also, Thank you, sincerely thank you for your service to all of us. You served all of us, uh, and we're grateful for it. I tell you what, we got a, I think uh, Dr. Lou's a full bird colonel too, so uh, we got a lot of saluting to do to that guy right there. Uh, but in any case, uh, also I'm really happy that as part of our staff, Jesus, as you know, is part of our staff, uh, our facilities director is a 23-year, uh, is that right, 23-year Army veteran. Uh, served a couple tours of duty over in uh, Iraq, and, and so really appreciate him. He's here today as well. We're, we're proud to have uh, somebody, a, a military retiree, on our staff even within the congregation, and for all the rest of you. Uh, and, and, and if you didn't stand, then, then we're the beneficiaries of, of our veterans. Uh, and, and so all of us have a connection to our veterans of that, there's no question. There's a certain selflessness, right, about being a member of the armed forces. I think we always recognize that. Because at any point, they, have to, uh, they may be putting their lives literally on the line in armed conflict with our adversaries. This is part of what it means to be a soldier, what a, a part of what it means to be a veteran. And this requires a certain mindset, for sure, because we always have to stand ready. We always have to stand ready. I know that Hayes back there, man, he is always ready. He is always ready. 23 years served. I mean, there were bullets going over his head and stuff. Let me say what, that guy is ready. Uh, and, and you don't know when the enemy will, will launch a surprise attack too. This is, this is part of the nature of war. That's part of the nature of battle, right? Is that you don't always know when the enemy is going to uh, throw a surprise attack at you. I mean, listen, we know that painfully in our country from Pearl Harbor, 
uh, this December 7th coming up, of course, to the 9-11 attacks, to to even such things as the attack on Fort Hood, Texas uh, a few years ago. Some of those people were logistics soldiers, uh, and, and, and they never thought that they would deploy, but the attack was brought to them. See, friends, veterans are very deserving of our praise, and, and, and for good reason. But you know, it's so interesting because as I look at this and as I was reflecting upon our veterans, my dad, of course, is an, uh, is an Air Force veteran. He's uh, watching online. My dad's an Air Force veteran, served, he was a year and a half on Guam back in the 60s. And uh, that's serious. He said, he said man, that, you talk about isolation. <laughs> Guam in the 60s, Man, you felt isolated. He did not get off the island for a year and a half. And let me tell you what, he, he said it, he wanted to, you know, somehow, it, it's just amazing, you know, the isolation, you know, and, and it was interesting because at that time he was a radio operator. And so he uh, communicated with planes, sometimes literally, that would be traveling all, all through the world and all. But, you know, the, the work of a soldier is a foundation of much of what God talks about in Scripture. It's so interesting because when we think about our veterans, we applaud them, and rightly so. That was a wonderful, rousing applause, and deservedly so. But as we think about veterans, we've got to also look at it and understand that, that this example and this, uh, uh, this whole theme runs throughout the Scriptures because, honestly, the whole dynamic of the spirit world is described in the scriptures as a battle. We see it all through the scriptures that that the spirit and the spirit realm, there is constantly this battle going on in the spiritual realm. Ephesians chapter 6, if you'd like to turn to it, we're going to read a little bit about it today. And today is one of those messages that's a little bit different because we're going to be talking about some kind of the, uh, as, as Johnny Carson used to say, weird, wild stuff. Some weird, wild stuff. Some of you, okay, young people have no idea who Johnny Carson is. I date myself with that one. Okay, fair enough. Da, 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 da. Okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. Look it up on the, on the internet, uh, YouTube. Ephesians chapter 6, please. Uh, it's some unusual things we're going to be talking about today, but hopefully what it's going to do is it's going to open up a, a door for you to see what's really going on behind the curtain Uh, so that you have a better understanding uh, of how it applies to your life. And I think it's going to make sense to you if you'll follow along. Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 10, it says this, Finally, it's a charge to the believers, to the ma'amanim, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. You hear that's a very militaristic uh, comment. Put on the full armor of God. Why? Why are we putting on armor and, and armor of God? It's a spiritual armor, clearly, so that you are able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Okay, this is a spiritual thing going on. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the worldly forces of this darkness and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Wow, man, that's wild. That, that, that is wild stuff right there, isn't it, Cameron? I mean, you're talking about that, that's more intense than any sci-fi you could possibly imagine, even the way it's articulated there, right? It, it just, it's visceral and it's, and it's, uh, and it's mystical and it's uh, intense. Uh, it's weighty. 
for sure. It's amazing to contemplate what these words are saying and what this reveals that's happening even uh, in our daily lives here on this planet. It's amazing to contemplate that there is a literal battle going on. Yuri is a, a veteran, okay, and Gene, uh, there's a literal battle going on outside of our moral view. There's a literal battle that's happening, even right now, outside of our mortal view, a struggle between the forces of God and the evil forces of Hasatan, the adversary, right? It's interesting because so few people in our modern world would even consider that there is a spiritual battle that's going on. I mean, right? Uh, let's Let's be forthright. If if you went, you never hear about this on CNN. (laughs) Okay? It's true, though. You never hear about it on the news. They never say, ladies and gentlemen, there is a serious spiritual war going on right now. And we're going to go to our reporter, uh, Coyote, who will tell us what's going on. Coyote, tell us. No, they, 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 don't, they, don't, they don't do that, right? There are a few people in the modern world, even, even a lot of times Ma'amanim, believers, don't, don't talk about or contemplate or, or um, understand that there is a, a literal, not symbolic, there is a literal war that's happening in the spirit realm. In fact, many people would consider it hokey, and hyper-spiritual. Somebody said, oh, there's a war, a spiritual war going on? Yeah, okay. Oh, that's nice. You see, some people say, yeah, there's a spiritual war going on. And, and they would say, oh, uh, there's what going on? A spiritual war? Okay, okay. Well, you just have fun with that spiritual one. They walk away thinking, mm, that person's a little... Okay, but yet, think about it for a second. That's exactly what the enemy would like for us to believe. He would like for us to believe that, that it's all just hokey and hyper-spiritual, and there's really nothing to it. That's exactly what anybody, if, if, if somebody's fighting a real war, the best thing tactically you could do is have your opponent not even realize that they're in a war. I mean, that, that just makes sense. Friends, if you don't believe that existential evil exists, then come with me to Yad Vashem, the Holocaust Memorial in Jerusalem. Man, I am telling you, I get emotional even when that comes out of my mouth. Some of you have been with me to Yad Vashem. You walk in that place and you see the inhumanity that man did to man and that these people did to our, to our Jewish people for no other reason than, than they were Jewish people. And, and other minorities and groups. Friends, there is evil in the world. Don't deny it, please, my brothers and sisters. Don't ever mistake. Don't think it's some hokey thing. Friends, you walk through that memorial and you walk out the other side, and I, I just can't imagine that you think that, that, that there is no spiritual war, that there's not evil. Don't be misled to think that there is not good and evil. And yes, that is on a grand scale, the, the, the evil that exists in the world in the big picture, but, but the truth of the matter drills down all the way to you and your personal life as well. 
It's not just the big picture, it's, it's the battle that we fight as well, even in our own personal lives. There's a spiritual battle that goes on, and as Rabbi Shaul said, it's not flesh and blood, so we can't literally see it. If there's a physical battle going on, you got the rifles and the cannons and the grenades and the missiles, whatever, you can, you can see it. And you can see, okay, we're going to our news reporter, and they, they're showing the, the battle that's going on, Right? We, we can't see this spiritual battle, but that doesn't make it any less real. What we have to come to understand is that all of us are truly veterans because all of us have been through spiritual battles. If you are, have been living on this planet you have been fighting spiritual battles, battles whether you realize it or not. And if you're a person of faith, right, if we believe in God, then, then our, our, our morality should be based upon what we read in his word, the word of God. And there, there within is the conflict that erupts between the powers of light and the powers of darkness, 2 Corinthians, please, chapter 10. 2 Corinthians 10. We see more insight into the spirit realm, the spiritual world. It's, it's a different world. It's, it's, uh, it's weird and unusual and, and, uh, and hard to even conceptualize, but we have glimpses of it in Scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse shalosh. For, uh, verse 3 says this. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wage war. There's the word war now. Okay, so this is a battle. We do not wage war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but powerful through God for the tearing down of strongholds. We are tearing down false arguments and every high-minded thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Messiah, ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. Wow, that is a deep passage right there. Right, Cameron? Isn't that wild? I mean, you're in college, and, and, and it's going on all around you, right? And we can't even see. That's happening all around you. It's an amazing thing. What does it say? It says that we are waging war. There's a war going on, even though we can't see it. See, part of our problem with this war is that most people, part of our problem with this war is that most people don't even realize that we are in one. But this war is not in the flesh. As the word says, the weapons of our, war, of our warfare are powerful to tear down strongholds. And, and, and what are the, the strongholds that Rabbi Shaul is describing? Because he says the weapons, the spiritual weapons are effective at tearing down strongholds. What are the weapons that Paul then describes? Those those, the strongholds are that, those things within us that seek to deceive us into not following the commandments of God. 
There's deception out there. Deception is one of the spiritual tactics that the adversary uses to try to trick us and therefore defeat us in this spiritual battle and to deceive us away from what it says in this word. That is why, it makes sense if you think about it in context, that is why we have to take every thought captive unto the obedience of Messiah. It's a very deep principle, right? Every thought captive. Why? Because there's this constant battle that the adversary, he will try to deceive you. He will try to deceive you into what? Into not obeying the commandments of God found within his holy word. So as this battle is going on, it's really a battle of good and evil that's going on. The scripture, Rabbi Shul tells us, We need to take every thought captive. Every thought captive. Why? Because our thoughts will try to go against what the word of God says oftentimes because the adversary will try to deceive us. It's so interesting because when I was writing this message, uh, an example, I was writing this and I was just going through and then immediately a a very well-known story that is in the scripture just immediately popped into my mind as a great example of this warfare. And it just stood out to me because it shows in some ways the subtlety of the battle that's going on. Because I think the story lets you, but, but, but what it does is it lets you see, it gives you a picture of the battle so that you can actually see what's going on as the adversary will try to deceive us against what, God's word says, let's go to the Torah, please. Bereshit, the book of Genesis. In the beginning, Genesis chapter three. Uh, many of you may know this story. It's a powerful story of what happened, Bereshit, in the beginning with Adam and Eve. And, and this story, and, but, but as you read it this time, and as we read it, uh, and I read it to you even now, and if you're watching it online, the, the scripture should be under me in just a moment. As I read it, I want you to contemplate the fact that this is representative of the spiritual warfare that is going on even in the world today and even with you. The only difference is, is that you don't, you don't literally hear Hasatan, the adversary, physically speak through a serpent. Okay, but nonetheless, this is representative of the battle of how the adversary, right, Mariama, tries to deceive us against the words of God. Genesis chapter three, let's listen to this and and think about it in that context. It says, but the serpent, of course, the adversary, Hasatan, spoke through the serpent, but the serpent was shrewder than any animal of the field that Adonai Elohim made, the Lord God. So it said to the woman, the, the serpent speaks. Of course, it's the adversary speaking through the serpent. It said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from all the trees of the garden? Of course, he's twisting it already because that's not what he said. The woman said to the serpent, of the fruit of the trees we may eat, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden, God said, you must not eat of it and you must not touch it 
or you will die. She's already confused. God says nothing about touching it, but you can already see the deception that's entering. And, and, and then what does the serpent do? Verse four, the serpent says to the woman, you most assuredly won't die. Oh, do you, do you hear 2 Corinthians 10? For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing good and evil. Verse 6, Now the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a thing of lust for the eyes and that the tree was desirable for imparting wisdom. So she took of its fruit and she ate. She also gave to her husband who was with her and he ate also. Mm -mm -mm. Wow, it's so interesting because when you look at that scripture juxtaposed to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6, it opens up what is happening in Genesis chapter 3. In many ways, uh, you could call 2 Corinthians 10 almost a darash on Genesis chapter 3 uh, so that we can understand better what was going on. Do you see what the adversary has been doing to us from the beginning? From Bereshit, from in the beginning. Recall in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, it said that our spiritual weapons from God are to tear down false arguments and every high-minded thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. <laughs> wow, right? That is exactly what was going on here with Eve. Explicitly, right? It's so interesting to see it, though, so clearly played out. That's exactly what was happening with Eve. And it says, therefore, what? What does it say in 2 Corinthians? And it says, therefore, we must take every thought captive unto the obedience of Yeshua. In other words, while we are waging this battle, we have to very much be on guard so that we are not deceived. It's so easy to be deceived. Adam and Eve were not on guard. They were not ready. They were not like my, my guy in the back there, right? No, 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 no. They weren't like, they weren't ready. Like Stephen in the back or Jesus in the back there, both military veterans. Okay, they were not, Adam and Eve were not on guard. Friends, most people don't even know, most people don't even know that there's a fight going on. And fewer are conscious to be on guard. So here it was, Adam and Eve. Eve just looks at the fruit and she's looking, she's looking at it, and they're, they're the serpent. Comes and does exactly what 2 Corinthians 10 says that the adversary does. He gives a, a false argument and a high-minded thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Because the adversary directly refuted God. In, in, in what he was saying, but it made some sense in a weird way. It was deceptive. And he played on what God said, and he slightly misquoted what God said. Friends, this is, this is a spiritual battle. In this case, we saw it literally played out with Adam and Eve, but this is what happens with us. But friends, trained veterans are on guard and, and should be. They've been taught that the battle comes to you when you don't always expect it and you have to be ready to fight. You have to be ready. You got to be, as they say, on guard. 
I'm not a dancer, by the way. That was my, that was my fencing move. <laughs> Pretty sad. For those of you who came today, I'm sorry. Uh, I know you'll probably just want to watch online from now on. I apologize for you having to see all that. Maybe I went out of the frame for just a second. I don't know. There's hope. The sad thing is, is that now this is on YouTube forever, you know? <laughs> so you can pray for me. And I know my kids, are, they're going to say when they have, you know, when they have children uh, one day, they're going to say, oh, look at Saba. That means grandfather in Hebrew. Look at Saba. Let's look at some of his internet videos back when he was free. Oh, no. Oh, no. Let's not look at that one. No, let's not. <laughs> like, uh, hey, kids, I was really a preacher in my day. I was like, oh, okay. Friends, <laughs> there's a battle going on in our hearts and souls. There really is. There's a battle that's happening. Be on guard against the deception of the adversary. And listen, don't just take my word for it. Okay? Don't take my word for it. Check it out yourself. Search out truth yourself. At the same time, don't just take somebody else's word for it that it's not true either. Some people, you know, God, God bless them. I mean, uh, even within our Jewish community, there are some people who say, oh, Yeshua is not the Jewish Messiah. Oh, really? Uh, why is that? I mean, what's the reasons that you say that? Oh, he's just not. Okay, but yeah, oh, that's, that's nice, but... Well, he just, he hasn't been. Our people have known this. You know, we, we, you know, the rabbis say, I don't know, I don't know. He just is not. Well, well, no, 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 hold on. Please, for your sake, don't take my word for it. Go a little deeper than that. There's a battle going on, friends. You need to seek the truth for yourself. Determine yourself what's true. Seek in your heart. Ask the Lord. God, reveal yourself to me. Show me in the scriptures. Read Isaiah chapter 53. You'll see right in the Tanakh a clear picture of Yeshua. The applications for this battle are many. The applications for this warfare and the fact that we, that we have to be ready are, are many. Friends, when you are tempted, if you're a student here, I got a couple, couple college students on the front row, in fact, and I know that these guys are actually, they're both amazing young uh, man and woman here. Okay, but nonetheless, if you're in school, if you're a student and you are tempted to cheat, on that test in school. You know, there's more opportunities to, to cheat right now. I assume that most of you probably got this figured out because why? A lot of students are doing remote schooling, <laughs> right? And so you think about it. You take the test from home and they have certain, uh, they have certain things. I know that you know, they're, they're filming sometimes the, the, the young people while they're taking the test. Sometimes they have certain time limits, but come on, you know, you know some young people are taking their smartphone and looking up the answer to the question on their smartphone because there's nobody there watching them. Friends, this is a, this is a real temptation. I mean, you got to really think. There's a lot of pressure on young people today in school, for sure. I know my kids grind with the school, man. It's so hard. They're, they're taking, oh boy, it's hard stuff. Calculus and chemistry and stuff. These guys are doing the same thing. Unbelievable. When you're tempted to cheat on that test in school, there is a spiritual battle that's going on over you, my friends. Young person, you have to take captive every thought unto the obedience of Yeshua. It's a battle. Especially when no one would know or find out. God knows, you know. Sir, that fight against pornography is a straight-out spiritual warfare. And just because you've lost some battles doesn't mean that you should give up on the war. Don't give up. Don't give up. Take every thought captive. 
First Peter chapter two, verse 11 says, to keep away from fleshly cravings that war against the soul. Freshly, fleshly cravings that do what against the soul? War against the soul. It's a war that you're in. We see another, yes, spiritual battle illustration and, and description of what's going on in the heavenlies. It's a war against your soul, brother. When someone you care about says something harsh to you, at that very moment, you have a choice to make. How are you going to respond when they say something harsh to you? Are you going to respond with something harsh back to them? It's a battle that's going on at that very moment. It's a spiritual battle that's happening. It's not a battle you see, but there's a spiritual battle happening at that very moment. The temptation in your mind to be negative, that's a battle. The fight against apathy, it's a battle. Will you reach out to others and care for others? That's a spiritual battle that happens in that moment. Will you be a hard worker? Will you seek God? My goodness, once you see it, the battles are all around us. The battles happen all the time. Will you just stick your head in the sand about important issues? Hoping, like maybe Neville Chamberlain, that there will be peace in our time. No, friends, we can't be Switzerland. No disrespect if you're watching from Switzerland, okay? <laughs> we can't be Switzerland. We can't be neutral in this. Like Bob Dylan used to sing, you got to serve somebody. He said, it may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you know you got to serve somebody. That's what that good Jewish troubadour said, and it's really the truth. As it says in the Via Hafta, will, the Lord, will you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength? This is a battle. This is warfare. It's spiritual warfare. If we don't seek him and take every thought captive, then we're going to be like Eve and we'll be easily deceived. My friends, we have to be trained like a veteran. Wow, it's a deep, it's a deep point and an intense message, I know, because of the content. But hopefully it's literally eye-opening. Hopefully it's eye-opening for you to a certain extent. And any veteran will tell you that you have to gear up. You got to gear up, man. I know that when uh, my man was in Iraq, are you kidding me? He geared up. He, I got pictures of him over in his office next door, man. He, that guy had to gear up. Because you didn't know it was coming at you. You got to be prepared for that battle. You know, it, it's, it's such a powerful portion of Scripture. And, and I want to, to, to briefly read it. Although I know that, man, I could do a whole two-month series on it. But, but still, the reason I want to read it is because just in the context of understanding that there's a spiritual battle, I want you under, to understand, too, that there are these spiritual weapons. And it's important to, to at least touch on them. Again, this is just, just literally touching on them. Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 13, says this, and it actually continues from what we read a little bit earlier in Ephesians chapter 6. It says, therefore, take up the full armor of God. Armor, okay, this is, this is a, a weapon, but it's a spiritual thing, right? So that you may be able to resist when the times are evil and after you've done everything to stand firm. Stand firm then. Buckle the belt of truth around your waist. And put on the breastplate of righteousness 
strap up your feet in readiness with the good news of shalom. Above all, take up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Ruach on every occasion with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, keep alert with perseverance and supplication for all the Kedushim, the holy ones. Okay, wow. It's really impossible to talk about the battle that we're in without speaking of the armor of God. Of course, uh, we're not doing a, a two-month series on it per se, my friends. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that it is a battle and you have to think like a spiritual soldier. And this is not, as a side note, this, you know, some people say, wow, boy, is that some kind of militaristic mantra that you're preaching there? Is this militarism and stuff? No, 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 no. It's not about this. It's rather a way to preserve the goodness of your soul. We're not in a war against other people. People. We're in a war against evil. We're in a war against the adversary who would try to destroy our souls. But it's not just the evil that afflicts others. It's the evil that comes against us ourselves that we're in battle with. It's so interesting, Jack, right? Because people say, you know, people think, well, you know, it's time to pray. What do I have to ask for forgiveness for? There's, there's so much that, that we don't even realize that we do. The, these thoughts that come into our minds and, and, and this battle that's going on constantly. There's constantly a battle. Even about how we treat others, how we talk to others, what we, what we say, like what we're thinking about others. There's always this battle going on within us, but you have to be willing to fight. You can't just lay down and defeat before the enemy in these areas. You have to battle. But my friends, <laughs> here's the great news. We're on the winning team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're on the winning team, Yuri. We're on the winning side. Man, I just absolutely Love that. If we only use them, our weapons are stronger than their weapons. Romans chapter 8. As we're getting ready to close, I just want to share. It's so encouraging. It's so encouraging because, wow. Man, 2020 has been a battle, hasn't it? Man, if you don't believe in spiritual warfare, it's like, you know, did you just get stuck in 2019? <laughs> it's November 2020. Maybe you went into some kind of a uh, coma, and you just, well, if you don't think there's spiritual warfare, then you must not have experienced 2020. Man, this has been a tough year for many people. But yet, at the same time, the Lord has broken through in many ways. It's just wonderful to see, and it's interesting to see. But this is why we got to fight. Romans chapter 8, I'm going to skip around, but I'll start in verse 31. It says this, What then shall we say in view of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Oh, I love that, don't you? Skipping to verse 37. But in all these things, 
We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced neither death nor life, angels nor principalities, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Messiah Yeshua our Lord. Boy, thank you, Lord is right. See, my friends, we have the victory. We have the victory. Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Wow. We are more than conquerors through the Messiah. Ah, yes, yes. You see, we're more than conquerors. You see, if we turn to God, see, this relates to our spiritual battle that we're fighting, right? If we turn to God, then we will be able to win the battle over our attitude, the win the battle over that sin that is in our life, win the battle over our weakness, win the battle over our bad habits, win the battle over that temptation that pops into your mind. See, because we're more than conquerors. There is a spiritual battle, a spiritual warfare, but we are more than conquerors. It's like We have a secret weapon at our disposal that is available to us. We just have to use it. Any soldier would love this advantage. It's like if you're playing one of those video games, it's a hack, they call them, the young people, right? It's a hack. It's something that you can kind (laughs) of... (laughs) <laughs> you know, skip a, skip a level or have a certain power or something that you don't know about unless you know the game and the programming of the game, right? And then you hit a certain couple buttons in a certain sequence and suddenly you have the, the giant weapon that you're not really supposed to have in the game. It's, it's, it's a game hack, right? There are game hacks that are out there. It's almost like we have a life hack. We have, you know, we, we have, if God is for us, who can be against us? We can win every one of these battles, Okay, but, but you got to know you're fighting, and you got to fight. You got to be willing to do the battle. You got to be willing to resist the adversary. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you, as we read. So, in this week, I thank our veterans. You have served us all honorably. But in addition, you also, those of you who are veterans, also serve to remind us that we are all also in a battle. We are all in a war, and the war has eternal consequences. It's not hyperbolic to say that it is a war for our souls. So recognize it and be prepared for battle at any time, but never forget if God is for us, who can be against us? Happy Veterans Day to all of you. The title of my message is Spiritual Veterans. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethlehem.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org, or call. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, 
Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.